girls. He specializes in philosophy and theology, sociopolitical science, and the history of ideas. He is married and has five adult children and three grandchildren. And the reason I have the privilege of introducing him is that Dr. Sandlin has had such a, a tremendous influence on me personally as a teacher. So um, some of the things that he has written in the past I have read, and the Holy Spirit really used them to sort of form a mission statement for me as a teacher. And so it's, it's kind of a light that stands before me and talks to me every morning when I get up, and it, it gives me purpose and direction. And he had such a large part to play in the formation of that. And so I'm happy to introduce my friend, Dr. Andrew Sandler. Thank you, Mrs. Carter, dear friend. I was born into and uh, reared within a devout Christian family. Uh, I uh, was educated exclusively in Christian schools from K through 12. Uh, and in fact, I didn't step into a non-Christian classroom until my late 20s to do PhD work at Kent State University. So I appreciate Christian schools and Christian education and stand up for them. This is the hope of the future, and I hope you understand the privilege that you have. I'm speaking briefly today, but I hope you brought your Bible. I'm going to read from 1 John, if you brought your Bible, toward the end of the Bible. 1 John chapter 2, reading verses with which a number of you are familiar. And my topic is, God's way is normal, and the world's way is weird. 1 John chapter 2, I'm going to read verses 15 through 17. If you haven't gotten there, listen, please. Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. That's very sobering. What is the meaning of world? When we do not love the world. Well, John is certainly not saying don't love the created world. God created this beautiful world, and his verdict at the end is that it is not just good, but very good. So certainly John is not saying don't love this created world. And he doesn't mean the population of the world. John 3.16, we know what it says. God so loved the world that he gave his son. Obviously, John here is not saying we shouldn't love the world's population. God loves the world's population. That's not what he means. Rather, when John uses the term world here, cosmos, he means the present evil system under the sway of Satan. That's what he means. Jesus himself often used the term world in that way. He means, notice here, the lust of the flesh, our sinful desires, the lust of the eyes, we see something, we want it when it's illegitimate, the pride of life that we get to decide for ourselves, we are autonomous. I will decide what is right and wrong. I will decide what is best for myself. That, that, 
John says, is the world. And notice he goes on to say that if we love that world, the love of the Father is not in us. In other words, we cannot be Christians if we love that world. That world is the world surrounding all of you, all of us, virtually everywhere. Do you realize when you leave this lovely campus, most of you, when you leave your home, Christian home, when you leave your church, let us say, and I pray it is a great church, when you leave that, you encounter the world which despises and opposes and wishes to subvert everything that you and I hold dear. You say, Dr. Samuel, that sounds like a rather dire verdict. It is. And that's why John says, do not love that world. Now, here's what I want to say today in the remaining time, and it really is about the only thing I want to say today, except perhaps in a couple of different ways. The great satanic deception is to lead you to believe that the world is normal and God's ways are strange and bizarre. Examples. How weird to keep sexually pure before marriage. I mean, everybody knows as you get older, you have sexual urges, you need to get to know people, and you're just expressing your love. So basically, as long as you like someone, you can sleep with kind of whoever you want to. I mean, everybody knows that. That's just very normal. And all of these Christians and religious people who say you should save yourself sexually for marriage, that's like really weird. I mean, that's not normal. Nobody does that. Well, that's a lie, of course. Many people have done that historically. By God's grace, I did that. Some people here did that, kept ourselves pure. And you could and should do that. But that's not the world's way. The world, you see, wants to normalize sin, which in actuality is bizarre and perverse and weird and make it seem okay. Everybody's doing it. Or the idea that uh, homosexuality and transgenderism and gender dystopia are normal and Christians who oppose these actions are intolerant. They are weird. How could they do that? I know someone like that. No one could oppose how they live. That's just the way they are. No one could oppose that. That's not normal. But you see, biblically, it is normal. And trust me, God's ways are the normal ways. Everything else is weird. Halloween weird, spooky weird, bizarre. Obviously, of course, girls today should dress showing almost their entire body all the time. Only bizarre young girls would dress modestly. Nobody would want to do that. That's just kind of laughable. Normal people consume digital content, nudity, and sex, and homosexuality. Of course, everybody has a smartphone, and everybody's looking at that stuff. It's only the strange people that don't do that. Nobody's really authentic if they're not using profanity. Away from your parents, GD this, using the F word all the time. Of course, everybody does that. I mean, we wouldn't at church, of course, or around our parents, but... It's just normal. I mean, 
see it on our digital devices all the time and TikTok, all that stuff. We just, that's just normal. That's the way normal people talk. Only bizarre people don't do that. It's normal to plan to be single for 40 years and sleep with everybody you want to, make lots of money for your career. But all these people that want to get married and have children and rear them in the faith, just, I'm not going to do that with my life. To be tied down like that? No. That's weird. All of that and related issues are satanic lies. God's ways are normal and Satan's ways are weird. Now, here's a final main assertion and I'll close with this. God created the OS of his universe. Okay, what is the OS? Not all at once now. The operating system. Every computer, every phone has built into it an OS, an operating system. It's the system by which you run apps and programs. It's the system that allows other systems to work. And if you didn't have it, it wouldn't work. If a phone, for example, doesn't have an OS, you could pick it up and turn it on and nothing would be there. Well, this universe has an OS. It has an operating system. And that operating system is the law of God. And that's how it's designed to operate. Do you know that God created the universe's OS for our delight and for our good? Do you know that God created you to be full of joy and happy all the time? Why aren't you? You say, well, because of all these rules and restrictions. No, just the opposite. Sin. Sin causes us to be unhappy. It gives us a little immediate pleasure then it leads to destruction and degradation and sadness. The instruction manual of the OS is sitting on your lap. I hope it's the Bible that's on your lap. This is the instruction manual of the OS. You say, well, where do I find out about the OS? I want to know how I'm supposed to live to be happy. You, you have it right there. The Word of God. We don't know what will make us happy. We think we do. Oh, I know what will make me happy. I'm getting lots of money, material things. Having all sorts of friends, whoever they are. Watching a lot of TikTok videos. Having lots of sex before marriage. Having all cool guys and girls around me just all the time. No, I'm sorry, God knows what makes us happy because he created the OS. And you know what's part of the OS? You. Me. We're part of the creation. He knows what will give us delight and joy and hope and live a fulfilled life. Do you know why? Because he created us. The creator knows and we don't know. We don't know except as we know as the creator reveals it to us. Finally, When you violate the OS, you end up breaking yourself. How many of you have ever used or heard about the uh, word processing program called Microsoft Word? There are all sorts of them. How many of you know about that one? Okay. That's getting even old now. 
Back when I started many years ago, that was one of the main, perhaps the main word processing program. I do a lot of writing, so I use that. It's designed to write things. Letters, books, articles, things like that, which is what I do. Now, if I were an architect, and I said, I think I'm going to make this beautiful architectural scheme of a beautiful building, and I'm going to use Microsoft Word to do it, I would, like, be nuts. You know why? Because Microsoft Word wasn't designed as an architectural program. It was designed as a word processing program. If you use the programs or the the OS differently than the designer intended, things break. Would you like to know what happens when we move toward this bizarre weirdness of violating God's law? We live in a culture filled with divorce and abortion and broken families drug addiction, alcohol addiction, and loneliness, and porn addiction. I'm going to stop there one minute. Pornography, young men, I guess some women too, I don't know, is pervasive today. I know those temptations. By God's grace, he has brought me up in a Christian family, spared me from that. Porn is designed, young men, to destroy your life. Don't start looking at it. And if you do, confess your sin. Go to an older godly man and say, please, hold me accountable on this. Pornography will destroy your mind, it'll destroy your body, it'll destroy your marriage, it will destroy. My friend, Satan is a destroyer. He's a destroyer. He wants to take everything good and everything holy that you have, and he wants to rip it away and destroy it. And you know how he does that? To lure you into breaking the operating system. The good news is this. We live in a God-rigged universe. God has created the operating system so that you can't get away with breaking it. We have an entire group of intellectuals today, college professors, just ordinary people, who say, I can break all of these rules and I can get away with it. And God says, no, because I've created the system such that you will always lose. And if you're here today and think you can live a life consistently violating God's law, living as you want to, you think you can live your life that way and get away with it, God won't let you do that. Because God's rigged the system. He's rigged the system. So to all the people who want to sleep around and abuse their bodies, dress like pagans, fill their mind with filth, God says, you want to do things your own way? Go build your own universe. But as long as you're in mine, you'll do things my way. I'd like us to close our eyes for a minute and bow our heads as we conclude. And I want to do something slightly unusual before I ask the headmaster to come. Some of you here today know that what I'm speaking is the truth and are convicted by it. And I would like to ask you to do something. If you know this is the truth and you're willing right now as I pray a short prayer of dedication in a moment to take your stand for the truth and for Jesus Christ and say I will do things God's way by his grace and when I fail I'll confess my sin but commit myself to doing it God's way not the world's weird destructive way and stand for him no matter what the cost I will do that in just a minute I'm gonna have you stand up nobody look around you don't need to see anybody else if you feel somebody beside you standing that shouldn't impact you 
Don't stand up just because you think you should. I have no respect if you do not stand and if you stand up and essentially perjure yourself. But how many of you say, that is what I want? I want to stand for Jesus Christ, stand for his normal ways and not the world's weird ways. Please pray for me that I do that all my life. If you're willing to do that, I would like you, without anybody looking around, no one stand where you are right now. Do not stand if you're not going to do this. You're essentially perjuring yourself before the Lord. Tell the truth. He knows what's in your heart. Father, you see all of those that are standing. I here too, despite my own sin and weakness and failures, I'm standing. Help us, Lord, to stand for your holy, normal ways and not follow Satan's and the world's weird, destructive, hateful ways. We trust you to do this, Lord, and we pray it, Father, in the name of your Son, Jesus, our Savior, Lord, and King. Amen.